nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. This is GarageLogic podcast number. The number is in question. Just a moment. June 21st, 2019. It was 95 degrees on this day in 1910. That's way before Aquaside. And 39 degrees on this day in 1992 when you might have had Aquaside, but the little heathens weren't going to jump into that icy water anyway. So uh, stay tuned here. I have an emergency announcement. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. We have Alyssa Algren with us, and Alyssa, you'll just have to pardon me for a moment. What's All right? the problem? You ready, Rook? Yeah. It's <laughs> a serious problem. Now, from an offsite correspondent that caught something? Paul Humrichhaus writes, Gentlemen, you seem to have a small counting problem. Oh, no. The podcasts on May 23rd and May 24th were both announced as podcast number 164. Does that mean today I was going to announce 181? Are we really at 182? Why do people pay attention? Why, I don't know. Why do you need to pay attention to this? This is. Well, we need to know. I, this, if if that's true, you literally aren't going to be able to move on, are you? I, I'm, uh, and we have a guest, and I have I have no interest in talking to her. I I don't know what the hell to do. Uh, if if that's true, that both the twenty third of May and the twenty fourth of May were announced as one sixty four, then this is one eighty two. Right. So well, let's yeah, say, you're just you're, adding you're, one. I'm you're adding one. You're now discovering that this isn't a bit. This is truly who Joe is. This is this is not a bit. Alyssa doesn't mind. No. I don't mind. I really don't. Young lady, uh, you are doing some handsome writing. I appreciate that. And Thank it's you. Uh, you write for Alpha News. Alpha News Minnesota. Yeah. Just describe to us what Alpha News is. It's actually it's a small startup. It started in 2015, basically as just an alternative media source to the liberal media in the Twin Cities. So mm-hmm. it's really. I found them by Googling conservative or right-wing news publications in Minnesota because right. I haven't heard of them before. So they're only about four years old now. Well, do you even consider yourself right-wing or just more common sense? I think they right-wing has a bad connotation. Right. I Common sense, I'm a Christian conservative constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. I, I guess if you have to put a label on it, yeah. So, but right. more common sense. They go hand in hand. And you're from Hayward, Wisconsin. Yes. And your dad is a GLer. He's been Hardcore. listening to the show, right? Yeah, that's how I heard about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the piece that got you the attention that you suddenly have, and you've received some national attention for it, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you're sitting in a hipster coffee shop at, around Lake Nokomis, and tell us how that came about. So this was the second piece I ever wrote. So I wrote my first piece called "What I Learned as a Conservative Living in One of the Most uh, Liberal Cities in America." Mm-hmm. Hefty title, but. That's actually what got me a column at Alpha News. So this was the next week. I had to come up with a column. I was quite literally sitting in a hipster coffee shop, and I was 
just I had no idea what to write because mm-hmm. it's usually just when you have to force yourself what to write, you can't really think of anything. Right here, the writer. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know the feeling. So, and and yeah, it just I was actually like the article says I was scrolling through my phone and that's when I recently I saw Alexandria Ocasio Cortez make that comment on Newsweek and I was looking around and you know there's the uh, there's this. A uh, young woman sitting next to me on her laptop. She was cl- like some philosophy major, mm-hmm. and she was talking about the culture. Clear, very left wing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was just like, "What's what's happening right now?" Mm-hmm. So I just, I went on a roll. I wrote that in about maybe ten minutes. Yeah, stream of consciousness. <laughs> You're yeah. kidding. Yeah. Wow. Ten minutes. Yeah, wow. it was just. Yeah, I just wow. rolled nothing out. wrong with writing fast. Yeah. <laughs> when it just comes to you, just keep going and going. And I had no idea it was going to blow up like it did. How old are you? I'm 26. 26. Yeah. Not married. No. Uh, what do you see happening with this culture from your from a 26 year old's perspective? I see what from my perspective, what I'm I could mm-hmm. be your grandfather. What what do you see is happening? So I think there's a fundamental disconnect on what it means to be an American, what it means, what individual liberty means. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the culture, there, you know, there's this culture war and it could go either way. I think I do see an uprising in conservatism and American ideals. But what's happening right now is I think there's two different ideas of what liberty is. The Democrats look at it as something that the government gives you. The, the government gives you a standard of living. Mm-hmm. The Republican notion of liberty is that we are governed by laws that we had a hand in making. Mm-hmm. So we control our governance. We are a self-governing body and that needs to be upheld. And so I think there's that problem. There's the problem between do are we going to be taken care of as government the ultimate authority or are we the ultimate authority and we I, are yes it, well it, it seems like common sense right. but my generation isn't being taught that no not at all yeah where do you intend to go with this do you intend to pursue a career in writing because that's not your day job no oh no i'm a financial analyst right yeah fi- financial Dean analyst <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i my passion lies in writing and mm-hmm. politics and culture that's what I would love to do. Um, obviously, I'm not going to quit my day, day job anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into finance. I was getting my MBA part-time. I'm currently taking a break from that right now just to focus on my writing. Honestly, whatever is in God's plan for me, I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens. I have no expectations, but I would I would love to have it to be a career. Did you write in high school? Not at all. The, the this was the second piece I've ever wrote in my, written in my life. So, Have you, did you yeah. ever want to even work for a newspaper? No, this never came. No. <laughs> wow. So, so compelling this, compelling this is your uh, strong belief in American freedom and responsibility and liberty, and you see it in your generation. You see that unraveling a bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think there is pushback, but I think. And there's also what people don't realize is millennials have 45% registered independence. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who consider this up themselves moderate and want nothing to do with politics because of the complete emotional mess that it is. And the divide, yeah. And the divide. Yep. And that's those are the group of people that I want to reach mm-hmm. because that is much more than you think. Just the loudest people are the more radical ones. So mm-hmm. that's all you hear. I right. think it can be salvaged, and which is why I decided to speak up. I think that 
culture's being driven by the buildings closest to, or the 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 uh, what, what do I say? The world's the, the tallest. tallest the closer you get countries. to the tallest buildings. In, In other words, we're being driven by big cities. Mm-hmm. We're being driven by the. The uh, the thinking in the big cities when the truth is that you know seventy percent of America probably has conservative values, right? And they're just not. That's well, we had a saying when Trump got elected. That's why Trump got elected, right? Right. right? You could you say that? Yeah, we I say that a lot. You could use you it can, in almost every story. Pretty much any context. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that too. What we don't realize is that, especially with the Democratic base, you see these Democratic candidates offering up these quote-unquote solutions that Mm -hmm. really even the mainstream Democrats don't want. Mm -hmm. They don't represent the base. And so you have these people trying to out-progressive whatever each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I don't know how, but we need to dial that back. And I mean, it all comes to the voting and it all comes to information. Sometimes people just vote Democrat on default because they don't pay attention. I'm worried about pushing back. I, I'm sensing that many political bodies, for example, uh, are so adversarial in their dealings with the taxpayers that they don't care about pushing back. And a, and a recent example is the uh, uh, Monroe High School in St. Paul had its name changed to Global Arts Plus, which means nothing, and I suspect it was never intended to. And, of course, the reason was that Monroe was a slave owner. Never mind the Monroe Doctrine, which, in effect, you could make the argument created diversity by allowing countries to exist without European colonialism. Anyway, 700 alums from Monroe objected to that name change. And they were ignored. They pushed back. They had a movement. Right. They circulated a petition. And it fell on deaf ears. And it just didn't do anything. Yeah. How do you answer that one? I'm worried. I- we need to push back, and we're pushing back. And they're getting bolder and bolder and bolder and ignoring us. It's no question that the radical left and progressivism is taking control of our institutions. They're the one who are the administrators. They're the one in education, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. in every single mainstream institution. They are uplifting these progressive policies because they think that's what they have to do. That's what they have to do for support. It's all pandering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people are getting sick of it. And you're right. That is a problem. And I d- I think the university systems and the school and the education systems are they're pretty, failed. They're gone. They're, fa- it's they're a failed. They're failed academy. I don't know how in the world we're supposed to switch that back, mm-hmm. but I all I know is that you we can't stop trying. Right. And that's just people. You get this question a lot: is what do you think the culture is going? Do you think it's going to shift or it's going to go? Uh, just basically blow up until it blows up. And I said you can't think of it that way because the minute we give up is the minute we lose. Did you follow the Supreme Court decision on the preservation of a World War I memorial in the Washington, D.C. area? The cross that was the Supreme yes, Court yeah, yeah. ruled that that can stay there. Yes. And the reason I love the ruling was not because it's a cross or not because it, 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 it symbolized to me any identifiable religion. What I uh, uh, really enjoyed about the ruling is that the Supreme Court essentially said, you have no right to be offended. There is no basis for your being offended. Congress didn't establish a religion. This is a memorial to World War I soldiers. Therefore, be quiet and go away. And we've got to quit kowtowing to every single human being who's offended by something. Right. It's too bad that you're offended. And there, it, but what the Supreme Court put a fine definition on it. There is no means for you being offended. Nothing happened here. And they'll probably have to deal with the ACLU because... 
that's where a lot of the pushback will have to go because they're the ones that well, usually this is bring done. this to the... Oh, this is but, done. But yeah. I'm just Highest saying, umpires in the land have ruled. Alyssa, you mentioned something about, I believe you said 45% of millennials are have, have an independent train of thought. Is that is that accurate? Is that what you said? I, I, for... For, uh, I got this from Pew Research that 45% of millennials are registered independent. So Joe brought up a question the other day and how it's going to basically take, you know, people like you, the, the young kind of conservative thinking 20 to 30 year old to run for office to get rid of, you know, a mayor in St. Paul that has 16 cabinet members. Do you sense that that generation of people are going to want to express an interest in pursuing a career in politics? Or are people just fed up and don't want anything to do with it? Let's cut to the chase. Would you want to run for office? Uh, I've never thought of it as something I'd want to do because I don't know if I want to sell my soul. You also didn't want to write. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Why would you sell I, your soul? I, it's, you're right. I have, a, I have a viewpoint of politics like I'm sure most people do. It is a swamp. It is cronyism to the max right now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think I've opened my heart and my mind as far the past three months have been insane. Mm -hmm. I, if it came to it, I would, nothing is off the table in my book right now. Mm -hmm. So you never know. What do you mean the last three months have been insane because of the coffee shop piece? Yeah. Yeah. When I started writing the past three months, a lot of things have happened. What, what so. happened with the coffee shop piece? Who contacted you? Who picked it up? Who reprinted it? Oh boy. Uh, a lot of people. It w I was on Fox News. I was on Shannon Bream's show and then Tucker Carlson. Rush Limbaugh read his piece on air, w my piece on air, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, FEE put it on. AEI put it on their website, too. Did uh, we ever post yes. it? Well, heavens, yes. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. On the GL site. Yeah. I actually asked her permission, and she said, of course. Why, why wouldn't you? Seriously, but see, that, that cr that's, it. that's yeah. an interesting. That's, it's very interesting. What does that suggest? It suggests there are obviously people hungering for this view. Mm. Yeah. Snopes even fact-checked me. They didn't believe a t an actual 26-year-old wrote the piece. <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll be honest. Kidding. When I'm serious. Joe, I forget the initial <laughs> emailer that made us aware of Alyssa's piece. And honest to God, I, I, wanted to, I wanted desperately so bad to believe it. But there was a part of me that said, there's no way. But I, it, it was... It, it's I an think, onion piece. That, well, it, but it was so refreshing. Well, when I first read it, I thought it was a bit. You thought it was a yeah, onion was or a something? Yes, but that's the state that we're in. It was so refreshing to read something like that from a 26-year-old that has that viewpoint in life. It was so refreshing. Yeah, my, actually, my dad sent it in, so maybe that was him. Well, it was probably your dad, yeah. <laughs> but as you said, with, with so many people, those that 45% or whatever uh, being independent, they're not, they're not being heard because they're not storming the castle. It's these... You know, these lefties, these elitists that are out there going, we need this, we need that. And they're shouting the loudest because yes. the 45% are going to work or doing they, whatever in right. college, whatever the case may be. They don't You're, want anything to do with it. They're right. just, they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. You ever get back to Hayward? I'm actually going this weekend. Got a lake up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me read you some. Okay. Better tell her. <laughs> Hail a flashlight, King. Hail you. Joey expressed confusion at the description of the upper and lower campuses of Linwood, Monroe, Global Arts Plus School since... What they are calling the upper campus is geographically lower than the lower campus. The terms upper and lower campuses or schools actually refer to the grades housed in each campus. That oh. doesn't diminish the fun I'm having with that. The I lower campus is home to pre-K through four, and the upper is five through eight. Rookie should have been able to find this out for you, but he doesn't do that. I leaving, got it now. <laughs> leaving St. <laughs> Louis, Missouri early tomorrow, meaning today, 
uh, for two weeks at our cabin in Deer Lake in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, as well as a visit to see family on Lake Florida near Spicer, Minnesota. Hope the neighbors have been using Aquaside. I don't want those damn kids interrupting the cocktail hour. Pushing back in the loose, Stephanie. All right, I'm talking about Aquaside. If you want a lake home or a pond, you probably know about Aquaside. They've been keeping lake shores free of weeds and algae for more than 65 years. Uh, their products are easy to use. They begin working right away, and they're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, your lake, your family. So don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure you are, your place looks great all summer long because they'll get you the right products. I can almost guarantee you 100%. Uh, Stephanie and all the others that are slumming it on Deer Lake mm-hmm. probably know Aquaside very well. Deer Lake's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good lake. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. That's 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. We're speaking with Alyssa Algren. She is a uh, young woman who's taken a fancy to writing and, uh, uh, shockingly enough, uh, uh, seems to have a head on her shoulders, unlike many 26-year-olds. Where do you stand on, uh, uh, what's your view of climate change? I think if you can give me a science, a consensus, then I'll believe it. There isn't one. Right, exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah, once the, uh, yeah, it's, the thing is, when you get people like Barack Obama spouting out the 97% of scientists agree mm. when it, statistically it's 33%. There, you couldn't it's so get 97% there. of no. scientists to agree that a line is straight. <laughs> I know. It, it, yeah. I, it's, I'll, I mean, I'll try to recycle, I guess. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we do. GLers yeah, yeah. are conservationists by heart. Exactly. Uh, we do. I want to read you a story and get but your that's reaction. just because it's efficient. You're not doing that because it's going to change the climate. You're doing no, that doing because it, it makes sense. It makes sense, yes. Uh, I'm going to read, uh, let's pretend uh, Alyssa is a staff member of the show and see how she would react to this story. Good. Don't like worry, you, you won't have to do much. Yeah, right. Okay. Just follow our lead. <laughs> right. The University of California, Santa Cruz, is removing a deeply painful mission bell on campus as it symbolizes racism and dehumanization, sure. the school said last week. Uh, these bells are deeply painful symbols that celebrate the destruction, domination, and erasure of our people, said Valentin Lopez, chairman of the Ama Mutsun Tribal Band. They are constant reminders of the disrespect our tribe faces to this day. The Ama Mutsun are the direct descendants of tribal groups. Uh, boy, I wish this thing wouldn't print over that. I'm shocked you printed it incorrectly. Uh, Mission bells were installed across the state to memorialize the California missions, the school added, but they're viewed as symbols of racism and dehumanization by many populations. The University of California Santa Cruz bell is located near the Han Student Services Building, the school said. Val brought forth concerns to us about the symbolism of the bell, said Sarah Latham, vice chancellor for business and administrative services. He spoke of the historical injustices and oppression that the bell represents to the Amamutsun and indigenous populations. It was such a compelling statement of impact, and I am pleased that we have been able to work in partnership with them on the removal. Our students have also given voice to the need to remove the bell. A ceremony will take place, or did take place this morning, to uh, get rid of the, the bell on campus. This follows that the... Uh, the depiction of a small chapel has already been removed from the Los Angeles County seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have, I'm unaware of this is a University of California, Santa Cruz. Uh, it's it, my, my initial reaction to this is, I guess I have no uh, horse in the race. I can't claim that I 
that I understand what the uh, the indigenous people experience, but it sounds to me like they're blaming whatever they experienced on missionaries, and therefore this bill represents some pain to them. So again, that's along the lines so of it's been if you're offended, yeah. if you're offended, and it's what the Supreme Court just ruled on. But I guess they're going to take. I guess schools in California that have these bells are now going to remove them. And this was uh, this was the work of a fellow. Describe a, a, a mission bell. So it's a bell that's just a bell. rung on an anniversary or just a school bell? It's just a bell. Yeah. Just a bell on somewhere on campus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alyssa, are you familiar with the term power washing on Garage Logic? It's okay if you don't. I, I, yeah, I'm not. Joe, I'm going to explain it to you. Yeah. Power washing is what takes place when uh, and it's unanimously done from the left. I've never seen a power washing nope. case done from the right. Power washing is what takes place when... Someone from the left takes something extremely innocent and turns it completely dark. It began with a uh, Seattle Seattle City Councilman uh, who said that a, a workman out on the front of the courthouse steps was using a power washer to clean the steps. He said that was mindful of uh, turning hoses on civil rights workers in the 60s. Uh, thus the term power washing. So now you can never look at a power washer again. Oh, yeah, It's been ruined. Well, yeah, I can too, but I mean, it's been ruined. <laughs> schools, uh, in, a couple schools in uh, Idaho named uh, Lynch after the farmer who donated the land in the 1890s, and it's probably the second most popular surname in the United States. We had an attorney general named Lynch, but some parent complained that the school name was mindful of lynching, so they changed the name of the school. Power washing. Mm-hmm. Power washing. Give me another example. What have we come up with? Power uh, what washing. Black just came up. What was black recently? Oh, it needs to be removed because of the connotation involved. Yeah. It was, it was, was it a publication? I, it was Procter & Gamble That's beginning it. a campaign to uh, remove the uh, word from dictionaries or change the definition That's of the word. Right. That's power washing. So, we're surrounded by it every day. I, I do. I have, I mean, we're completely making ourselves and society so intolerant and so sensitive that we can't even do life. If you are offended by a monument, if you're offended by a name, I mean, there are places to help you where you can go. Yeah, you should. Because you have far deeper issues. Well, that's with the Star of David. If I see the Star of David, it does not make me offended because I am not a Jewish person. Right. I'm not wired normal, but somebody seeing the star or the cross and say that they're offended, you really have to have some bad issues inside that need to be taken care of. When when we spoke spoke to you on the phone, I believe, on this show. You mentioned that your views cost you friendships. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I about have, what, two friends now? <laughs> <laughs> we have us three. You know, yeah, there you go. I usually well, I how could that be? I, I have great, great friends who are liberals. So but I think, maybe it's generational. But I did, when she said that, I was not shocked whatsoever. If you look, and Pew Research did this too, if you look at the... They asked Republicans and Democrats, could you be friends with someone who voted for Hillary versus could you be friends with someone who voted for Trump? Democrats almost unanimously cannot be friends with people who voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And um, Trump voters were more tolerant to being friends with people I'm who voted for I'm great friends Hillary. with two, two guys I play golf with frequently. I'm great friends with them. To the point of, I mean, real friends, dinner, the whole mm-hmm, deal. Yeah. They both voted for Hillary. Oh, yeah. and Didn't bother me. Sure. Right. I right. can't help it if they're that stupid. But I, bet, <laughs> I, bet they're not on, I bet they're not on Facebook. No, I bet they're no, not. No. So I think it's mostly. I didn't social. argue with them. I just explained to them why they were wrong. <laughs> yes, that's what you're supposed to do. And I think it has to do with my uh, personal history, too. When I got out of college, I went through 
my college years of just putting my Christian conservative convi- convictions in a box and just be like, I'll open this I'll just later. get through these next yeah. four yeah, years. Yeah, let's just put this in right, the corner. Sure. Um, Where'd you go, the U of M? Uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Okay. Yes. So I went through that, got out of college, decided to really, you know, get my faith back, get my values back. And so I basically had a blank slate with friendships and uh, got got more serious with my values and my convictions. And now I'm here and trying to make, you know, right. close friends that think the same way. But your you, values are entirely normal. Not in my... I guess <laughs> well, here's why I wasn't shocked by that. Um, when we, when we were going through the 2016 election, I was around you know a lot of people, younger people that work here and whatnot. And I same thing. I just didn't even say anything because I knew mm-hmm. the, the the is it vitriol that would that would be coming my word. way. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. it's unbelievable just how polarizing that that one election seemed to have on on society in general. It was it was kind of shocking to be honest. Have you ever submitted a piece of writing to the Minneapolis or St. Paul newspaper? I have not. Why wouldn't you? I haven't thought about it. I think you should. Okay. If only you knew a guy that worked at a paper. No, no. I I couldn't get her printed. I I would say keep an eye out for her submissions. But the reason I say that is uh, it would be interesting to see what we consider a, uh, you know, a principal news gathering institution in the Twin Cities. See if they give you that platform. I think it'd be interesting. I'm open to it. Yeah, I'll do it. You're not bound by contract to Alpha, are you? I mean, I have a contract with them, but I'm not. Uh, I can submit to other other people. Well, and plus, other, Alpha would love it because at the bottom it would say Alyssa Algren is a writer for Alpha News or whatever. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I would be interested to see if they and your your quality's good enough. You wouldn't worry about that. I'd be interested to see if they'd print it. That's true. I would be too. You know, weigh in on something that's precious to the people in the salon and and uh, see how they handle it. I would, I've been wanting to write about because, uh, you know, like Calhoun and that and mm-hmm. name change and everything mm-hmm. like that. We're I, very aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it goes hand in hand with what you were saying with um, school changes around here and everything else. It, it's, we're trying to erase history and we're trying to, it's recognition of someone isn't recognizing everything they've ever done in the character, right. every single aspect of their character. Right. I mean, I could say as a woman, I am personally offended at... Uh, Martin Luther King's Jr. Jr. Um, womanizing and mm-hmm. adultery and mm-hmm. really bad reputation with women. We should just rip everything down that has mm-hmm. his name on it. So, and I know they're they're even going to take down the. Ca- you're, you're not suggesting you want that. You're pointing no, 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 this out no. As an I'm example. pointing how ridiculous yeah, it is. Right. Like yeah. it's not. We're not. We're recognizing his accomplishments, and while also we are putting out a remembrance of the mistakes we have made so we don't make them again. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of it isn't going to get rid of history. Mm-hmm. We're just going to forget about it, right. which is going to promote ignorance. Well, on this show for years, we've been calling it the mystery. And that the mystery in its shortest definition is the effort by people to bring about a country that is not the United States. You know what? It's becoming less of a mystery because we're seeing it too often now. We're seeing it. And it, my darkest, deepest, horriblest, is horriblest a word? Sure. Now, just to today, close enough, yeah. <laughs> is uh, much of this is done under the euphemism of social justice. And social justice is meaningless. It's a euphemism for the destruction of patriarchy, uh, privilege, uh, uh, Madison, I, I'm sorry, Monroe, this name change. It's, it's such a microcosm of what's happening. Uh, you know, white male slave owner. 
Never mind that he was the fifth president. Never mind that he was a, a fascinating career, the Monroe Doctrine, on and on and on. Of course, through the modern lens of sensibility, you don't own slaves. Mm-hmm. But every most people did back then, most prominent politicians. Sorry, we've been trying to get over it for 250 years. My point being, under the rubric of social justice, I, I hate to say this, but I, I don't think I'm wrong. I can see the Constitution coming under serious, serious attack. It was written by white guys, many of whom owned slaves. Yeah. Well, I just, never thought. Oh, 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 I was just going to say, you're seeing the... Con- we have so many laws that are unconstitutional. We have so many federal laws, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It just, they take, they took a document, the most important and greatest political document in the history of mankind, and the Supreme Court just piles, 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 piles. Mm-hmm. It's, to where it's meaningless. Well, it's not meaningless. It's going to be meaningless if it's shredded. Potentially, And yeah. something replaces it. Oh, right, yeah. That's, that's that is a I, serious thought. That's a terrible thought from the Garage Logic Service Road of Life, isn't it? You can't bring that up on Thursdays. No, this is Friday. This is Friday. <laughs> uh, well, a couple of things, Alyssa. I, I really hope you submit a piece uh, to either the Star Tribune or the St. Paul paper, and I consider it experimental to see if they'll print it. Absolutely. You know, pick a topic that's uh, currently hot in the local scene or whatever it is. And uh, How about Monroe High School? Uh, or is there a guy working on a column? Mine's already in. You'll know it when you see it. You'll, you'll know a, a topic when you, when you see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, what a voice to be heard, though, uh, in the, all over the state, to see that in Agreed. print with some of these ideas. You, I'd, like to, I'd like to see it done just to read the comment section, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's where you really get a glimpse into the, 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 the lifestyle and the thought process of those that live amongst us. You, uh, your most recent piece is uh, Consequences of Freedom. Yes. And that's currently up on the Alpha site? Yep. What Alpha is that? News. Alphanews.com? Alphanewsmn.com. Alphanewsmn. Yeah. Alpha it's also posted to the uh, Garage Logic Facebook page. Freedom comes with consequences. Consequences flow from your freely made decisions as well as from the decisions of others. <laughs> Freedom is the purest in the form of individual liberty. The central aspect of liberty is that as human beings under God, we cannot be morally subject to the oppression of government. And then it goes on and on and on. I urge people to read it. But that's the kind of thing I would love to see if one of the local papers would print it. Yeah. Because it would be a voice that absolutely does not fit the template of the modern news gathering institution. They have a, they have a, they have a template they follow, and uh, this wouldn't be inside that template. It just wouldn't even, right. it wouldn't even be close. You're right. So you're going to go back up to Hayward this weekend. You can shoot guns and oh, yeah. carry on. Yeah. <laughs> bring, in, bring in my M&P 15 Sport 2 and my 9mm. So uh-huh. we're going to go. Ain't yeah. going to oh, yeah. mess with a list. I liked your post the other day about it's gun day. That was pretty oh, cool. Oh, Sunday gun day. Sunday yeah, gun day. You all know what day it is. I'm, I'll be wearing that tank. <laughs> that is fantastic. You have, you have your permit? Carry, uh, carry permit? I don't have my concealed carry because yeah. I actually still have my Wisconsin license and uh-huh. Minnesota does not acknowledge oh, okay. concealed carry in Wisconsin. Okay. So, yeah. But you're a sports shooter. Yep. I yep. enjoy it a lot. You yeah. hunt? I do hunt. I started hunting when I was about 12 or 13 years mm-hmm. old. And mom and dad are still in Hayward. They are. And your siblings are? Uh, my sister and my brother are both in the Twin Cities. Kelly, my sister, is moving back to Hayward this summer mm-hmm. with her husband, so they're going to start a family and all that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And you have a brother? Yes, I have a younger brother. He just got a job um, in the northwest suburbs 
uh, he's an engineer, so we're we're gonna be best friends now. Underachiever, okay. huh? Okay. He's yeah, you know, he's not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to stay in touch with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I would like. Yeah, I would love that a lot. It will uh, alert us. Well, you do through your Twitter account. We're always alerted that you have a ne- another piece up. Do you tomorrow, know when your next piece will be coming? So tom- I have a column. So every Saturday morning, I have a new piece. So tomorrow morning is my piece on diversity. Oh. And how it means nothing. How coincidental. <laughs> well, diversity diversity is a fact. Yes. It has no inherent it's value. It's neutral. No, it's just a fact. Yep. There's yep. you. There you go. There's your column right there. Boom. It's, what's Four a fact? Sentences. <laughs> Two sentences. There you go. Uh, uh, but yeah. it's become theological. It's it, become theological. You have to worship yeah. at the altar of diversity. Well, yeah. The, the fact is diversity used to mean you were just different mm-hmm. and you had different experiences. Now it means your skin color is different, your, who you love, your religion, mm-hmm. how much money you make. Now that's it's intersectional diversity. Mm-hmm. So I talk about that in the workplace and also in movies and media. Well, I'm a, I'll read it. I'll read yeah, it. I'm a, I'm a new fan. Awesome. I'll read it. I'll read it. <laughs> Alyssa Algren. And you better say hi to dad because we know he listens. What's your dad's I, name again? Brian. Brian. Okay. Yes. We won't announce his birthday. No, he doesn't have a birthday saying. coming up. Does he? <laughs> we job. don't do that. Good job, Brian. No. Listener Brian, thank you. <laughs> well, Alyssa Algren, thank you very much, and uh, we're, we'll consider you uh, uh, a go-to person on Garage Logic when we need you and, or you need us. How's that? That sounds amazing. All thank right, you. Thank did you. you play college hockey? I did. For River Falls? No, Claire. Oh, Claire. Oh, Claire. Yeah, oh, okay. I did. Yeah. Forward or defense? Wait. Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. Joe's got Come a whole... On. She's too oh. smart to be a goalie. We know that. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on top of all this, you were a hockey player. Yes. Okay. Oh, wait. I thought you knew that. I did not. That's I, why I, told, yeah. I said, Joe, she is right up you and GL's alley. I didn't know you were, were Joe, you Joe, that's Joe's player? favorite sport. I played college hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I played since I was five. Forward. Okay. Yeah. Mother of God. She plays hockey. She plays hockey and she shoots. Yeah. And she's got a head on her shoulders. Do you have a boyfriend? I do not. Uh-oh. What's wrong with males? Okay, now you just <laughs> opened up all the GLers. To, can you get her in touch with yeah. me? No, no. no settle down, off, fellas. Settle guys, down, fellas. Off. Here comes Kenny peeling back right, from the... Right. <laughs> well, get him out of here. Get him out of here. I don't want this young woman <laughs> sullied by his presence. <laughs> all right, Alyssa Algren, thank you very much. Thank you. Next stop, the 1950s. The Minnesota Street Rod Association's Back to the 50s Weekend. The biggest car show in the country. Rods, customs, collector cars at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Presented by Napa Auto Parts. It's all happening June 21st through the 23rd. Buy your dream car at the Twin Cities Classic Car Auction on Saturday. Meet Dave Kendig from Bitchin' Rides and see the Rydale Parts display. Discount tickets at Napa Auto Parts. Visit MSRA.com for details. Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But, of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. 
me, Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Tomorrow, GLers, June 22nd, join uh, more than 5,000 motorcycle riders along with thousands of other people at the uh, Anoka County Airport for the 14th annual Dennis Kirk Patriot Ride special tribute to be paid to military personnel and law enforcement. And you don't have to ride a bike. Non-riding public is strongly encouraged to come out and show their support. You're going to get a T6 Thunder Air Show, an Honor Bird Flyover, Vikings cheerleaders, bands, music, a garage build bike show, vintage warplanes, food, more than 100 vendors mm-hmm. on site at the Anoka County Airport. Be there at 4 o'clock for a chance to win more than $10,000 in door prizes and buy a $10 raffle ticket to win a 2019 Harley Road Glide to be given away Woo. tomorrow, the day of the ride, June 22nd. There's so much to the Patriot Ride. This is a DennisKirk.com Patriot Ride sponsored. You have to go to the website and take it all in. Patriot Ride, one word, PatriotRide.org. That's PatriotRide.org. Saturday, tomorrow, June 22nd at the Anoka County Airport. It's the 14th annual Patriot Ride. Wasn't that fun to have Alyssa Algren in? You know how you uh, make uh, garage logic predictions? Mm-hmm. That kid's going to be a star. I, I don't know in what medium or venue, but I won't disagree with you. That kid's going to be a star. She's going places. She's a pretty well-spoken young kid. Well, not only that, but it's, again, it's it's just so refreshing to see that line of thinking. And, and, and it's hope mm-hmm. that, there are, that there are more people that age that are out there. I was a little, I was a little bummed out Why? by her appearance. Just because as soon as she started to talk and, and we were started to interview her, I realized that she is way, 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 way smarter than I will ever be in my lifetime. That's dead right. And she's only twenty six and I'm fifty, so I I was a little I was a little taken aback and this calls for the gavel. All right. Oh not on the Hear ye. Oh jeez. Oh that's all right. You crack it? it here. There we go. Hear ye, hear ye. Aram, Aram. Oh, I forgot. Aram. Be it so declared, my brothers and sisters in the royal order of the 21sters. While it is true that normal people today celebrate the start of summer with the summer solstice and the druids are out and people are dancing around Stonehenge yes, and yes. carrying on and celebrating their pagan-like rituals. Uh-huh. My... Dear brothers and sisters, my dear exalted brothers and sisters in the royal order of the 21sters, we acknowledge today as the last day of summer, unlike normal people, but we are about to sail into a long and glorious autumn. Harumph, 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 Your honor, your honor. We do this to delude ourselves about the dreadfulness of winter, but as Exalted members of the Royal Order of the 21sters, we've got uh, we've got this to look forward to. On or about December 22nd, 
Spring begins. You normal people will be just beginning to endure a long winter. Not the exalted members of the Royal Order of the 21sters who will be barbecuing Grunhofer's meats <laughs> and riding eco-fun electric bikes yes. beginning as soon as December 22nd or 23rd. In the, hey mean, in the meantime, <laughs> exalted members of the Royal Order of the 21sters, enjoy the last day of summer. Hear ye, hear ye, so be it written, therefore thou art. There you go. Huh? <laughs> you heard me, lady. You heard me. Betty. Yeah, just a minute. I have You know, you're, you're in a much better mood with that decision, because usually you're kind of bummed out. In what way? Well, because you know the days are going to start getting shorter. That's all right. He's not worried about it yet. All right. All right. Maybe, can I, can maybe this go, is the new podcast. This uh, is the new yeah. fresh <laughs> refreshment. Don't get your hopes. Oh, okay. <laughs> can I uh, go back to uh, uh, the beginning of the show and uh, the email, the very disturbing email from oh. Paul Humrickhouse? Mm. Subject, podcast numbering is off. Message, gentlemen, you seem to have a small counting problem. Have you ever looked at this, Rook? Can you figure this out? Oh, I pulled up. The podcasts of May 23 and May 24 were both announced as podcast number 164. Good luck with your counting, Paul. All right, May 23. And May 24. Uh, So, in other words. Reavers will have quicker access via the. His computer. I, I mean, this I this is bothering me. I know. And I need to establish. All right. Here is. All right. Listen to the beginning. Can we hear it too? The beginning? Yep. All right. Here is the beginning of? Of May 23rd's All right. podcast. Here we go. This is Garage. No. Nope. 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 Start over. Good start. Nope. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Is it Garden Stores or Center? I've asked that before. Garden Stores. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 164. All right. May 23, 2019. All, All right. right. Now go to the 24th. May 23, 2019. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to, that's your address. I got a pencil. Okay. Here we go to May 24, All right. 2019. See if you take the same mistake. Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden <gasps> Stores brings you Garage oh, Logic Podcast oh. number 164 today. It's re- Okay. It's my fault. Of course it is. Yes. That was the best of. Do you know what that means then? No, well, we're not counting best ofs as a <gasps> new podcast. Good point. So you're still accurate. So we're still, this was 181 today? Correct. You're, what you are keeping Wait track of is. This is a big ruling, Rook. Live podcasts. The best of just that's already been a podcast, so it's been recorded. So anything we were to replay, I'm staying out of this. I'm the one that. Don't you agree? Every time you've done this, yeah, you have. It has been for a live, brand new podcast. Well, then what? What is Reaver supposed to say on the occasions when we play a best of? As little as possible. That's I'll been st- my mode right, of operation right. for 28 years. I'll, I'll stay with that. It's accurate to say this is podcast 181. It's the, it's, this is the latest, the, the newest and the mm-hmm. freshest. All right, so going forward. But this listener was correct. It was identified as 164 twice. Yeah, if, if you go on to iTunes, we probably have 190 uh, listed there because of our best, best ofs. Ofs. Yep. But it's not because they've been new material. Yeah. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome, bro. It would be me. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. 
I was wondering if I can get a possible mayoral ruling or approval. I have worked in education for three years now, and I will be starting graduate school in the fall to become an elementary school principal. I would like to continue as the poet laureate of GL, but I would like to throw my hat in the ring to become Garage Logic Elementary School's future principal, running a school with common sense and doing what is truly best for future generations, not what the salon or failed academy says is best, is what I want to do with the rest of my working life. I would like to do that for the students and residents of GL as well. Will you accept my application once I finish my graduate program and get licensed as a principal? Good luck, Matt Otto. Yes, where's my... Right, right here. There. Here's the yep. at the paper. Yes, we will accept your application. He has been the Poet Laureate of Garage Logic for, for a long wait, time. Wait a minute. Huh. Matt D- Otto. Dumb old Matt Otto. Helping us at the fair for a decade. Yep. It's going to be a school principal, Rook, and we're still in here... Push and fart buttons. Yeah. Hey, dummy. Way to go. Way to can get more successful than we are. Wow. No, you're a good kid, Matt. Yeah, he Thank is you. a good kid. Do you know that the solstice does not occur at the same time, same day or time every year? It's Who simply the instant when the sun is northernmost point from the equator. That can be on June 20, 21, or 22. Okay, thanks, Kelsey. You're downing your No, this is a it. news story I'm reading. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the solstice already happened today. It happened at 11.54 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So 10.54 our time? Yeah, so it's already happened. I'll be damned. We missed it. What, what do you mean, I'll be damned? Are you going to damn yourself because you missed it? You wouldn't be looking at it anyway. No. Well, plus I'm a 21st. I mean, right. You know what we should have done, Rook, at 10.54 a.m.? We should have had somebody come in here. And t- and let Joe know that it was going on while he was preparing for the show because Joe loves getting visitors. Am I the- uh, am I uh, inconveniencing you here? I'm trying to get ready for the show. Did you ever hear Patrick from Patrick? Yeah, today? we will have Patrick in about 20 minutes. All right, uh, Joe. I think I would be remiss if I didn't remind you of the following observation. I lived in Chile for three years, 2014 to 2017, and listened to GL on the internet when I could. I just wanted to point out to listeners in the southern hemisphere who are members of the Royal Order of the 21sters that today is a significant day as it is the day down there when the days begin to get longer. Being a member in good standing with the Royal Order while living in Chile, I would always observe the date and point out to my wife and friends that on June 21, winter was essentially over and spring had begun. Well, well, no. Summer's over and, and autumn begins. While the weather in Santiago never got excessively cold, it would snow in the mountains, but only snowed twice in the city for the three years I was there. It was uplifting when the days got longer, as Santiago, with its old architecture and cobblestone streets and sidewalks, tended to look like a dark, rainy, dreary version of Gotham City. Just an observation you may have overlooked, as I'm sure Rookie's official map of worldwide GLers is down while it is upgraded to reflect all the new worldwide listeners of the podcast. As the podcast grows to a worldwide audience, you'll need to keep these things in mind. After all, you have to know these things when you're a mayor. Keep pushing back in all hemispheres. Mike. All right. Where was he? He was in Santiago, Chile. For Please a while. enter your current listening location. Santiago, Santiago, Chile. I'm out. Please try again. They're Sant- all set. Santiago. Push activated. Santi- it's activated. Thank yeah. you. Joe, I was a loyal listener to your show while you were on the air, and I just recently got my shop equipped to allow me to listen to the podcast while it works, so I've been catching up on some of the podcasts from the last few weeks. Cool. I have been preaching pushback for years, so I really appreciate that you guys have picked up on that message. I really enjoy the show. Imagine my disappointment this morning, however, when I just finished turning in the last bulb of my endeavor to replace the fluorescent tubes in my shop with LED tubes, and I stood back to admire the magnificent clarity with which I could now view my surroundings when you pulled up a story about how LED lights are going to affect human vision. 
I can finally see clearly, and now I'm going to go blind. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I didn't let it bother me for too long because I'm a GLer through and through, and common sense would dictate that I'll probably make it. It's not just Thursdays that are positive around here. I'm sure if I could get a hold of my federated agent, he can probably come up with something to help me out in case my new lights burn my eyes out anyway. Thanks for the pushback. I look forward to accidentally learning more later this afternoon, J.D. Hmm. All right. I like that he's got the shop now equipped with the podcast. You know, this is a Friday scramble, isn't it? It is, yes. Uh, Jennifer Stevens writes, thank you for bringing back the scramble to the podcast, even if you aren't allowed to play it in its entirety. It is so great to hear the festive Friday ritual again. As yet another scramble Friday is upon us, I was just remembering its origin and wondered if you would consider bringing it back uh, to the spirit of which gave birth to the scramble in the first place. By that, what I mean is, if my memory serves me correctly, the scramble came about because it was the beginning of hour two of Garage Logic when, when it was on the air in its old time slot. I want to say hour two started at 4 or 5 p.m. I don't remember exactly. A listener told you about how he would run to the fridge, a.k.a. scramble to it, when he would hear good old Frank's band start to play to grab an ice-cold beer and begin his weekend while working in his garage and listening to the second half of the show. I remember when you moved the scramble to the end of the show, it was only to keep it as close as possible to the same time of day because not everyone is fortunate enough to have that first frosty brew at 2 in the afternoon. But now, with the flexibility of the podcast-only version of the show, a person can wait until they get home, open the garage door, Bluetooth the GL podcast to their garage speaker system, call it up on their Alexa, or simply play it straight from their phone, grab a beer, and start the weekend off right. How great would that be if, when you turned on the Friday edition of the podcast, you would hear Sinatra right away, or even halfway through the episode, then you could truly scramble to the fridge while enjoying the show. Just things to ponder as I walk down the garage logic service road of my life. With my four-year-old son scootering ahead of me, not wearing a helmet. Love the show and all of you, Jennifer Stevens. It wouldn't bother me if you put a helmet on the kid. Yeah, that's okay. That, that wouldn't right, break right. my heart. That wouldn't break right. my heart. Uh, I think what she's suggesting a helmet is... helmet from Dennis Kirk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think what she... she uh, remember, the scramble was founded by those guys in Boston. Yes. Uh, I think two brothers... Yep, I can't remember. I've their done names. the history many times, but I think what Jennifer's suggesting is that because it's a podcast formula, we can do the scramble anytime. May I ask a question? You may. When you guys were before my time, when you guys were on two to six in the afternoon, no, well, or five thirty, excuse me. I don't remember what. what when did you we play were on then? so many times? Well, it was it would start the fi- it was the five o'clock open. It was the last oh, hour open okay. instead of the uh, REM theme. So we would play that. And those guys, those two brothers, would would drop everything and, and scramble. Got it. Because we didn't really call it the scramble yet. No, they invented that. Right. They invented We were just playing Frank, and then we just called it, it's a Friday scramble. So that would start the 5 o'clock hour. Correct. Got it. Okay. And then we and then when we moved to one o'clock, we just played it at the very at the end, end of the show because it's you know it's yesterday we learned that uh, apparently because of cell phone use, people are developing horns, uh, bony horns in their head. Yes, having to do with the posture of clinging to the phone. It came up in my home today. Mm-hmm. I have so many children very fearful of that. Downing uh, frequent contributor Downing notes uh, that was an easy positive, an easy what? positive. Oh, you missed the ability it. of humans to adapt to their environment is amazing. In merely one generation, we are physically adapting to a lifestyle change. With that in mind, we don't need to worry about anything that climate change might throw at us. We will adapt. We are naturally resilient. There was no resiliency officer needed for those horns to start growing. 
What a brilliant positive that Downing has on the horns. What a sycophant. We just did, <laughs> we just we just adapt. He's right. I, yeah. I agree with him. That's what you never hear either about this so-called climate change BS. So what? We'll adapt. Humans have adapted since the beginning of time. Right. right. Since we were fish in the ocean. Or no, monkeys. What were we? Fish in the ocean. Uh, Did we come out of the ocean at some point? I thought it was Adam and Eve in the tree. Oh, yeah, that's snake, right. Oh, yeah, you're going with that story. The okay. apple, the <laughs> right, whole deal. Right, growing you know, everybody. Something hey, like that. Happened. Why is there a serpent in the woods? Why is he calling? The Garden of Eva. Is that him? Eden. Does See, I love Pat, but he thinks calling me yeah. will get him on yeah. the show. Yeah. I am ready. <laughs> well, you, you know we what? better take a break All and right. then come back uh, with uh, Pat's probably at the uh, the uh, LPGA, LPGA PGA tournament at Hazeltine. So uh, take this break, please. Don't miss MSRA's Back in the 50s weekend at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, June 21st through the 23rd. Shop the Twin Cities Classic Car Auction on Saturday to find your dream machine. Discount tickets at Napa Auto Parts. CMSRA.com for details. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, The Canopy Group. Patrick. Yes, Joe. Are you at Hazeltine? I am at Hazeltine, yes. It's... Uh... Looks like we might. Uh, I don't know the clouds. The skies are okay now, but it's got the feeling of maybe more rain. I hope not. What length do the women play Hazel Team? Sixty-eight hundred and something. Okay, so they're not playing uh, from the tips. No, they. Uh, well, the tips are now seventy-seven or something. Listen, they're playing it tougher than Davis had the men play it. Mm-hmm. There's rough here. They actually grew some rough on like that pitch and putt that Davis had him play at the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it, uh, I, uh, Mark Craig just told me from our from our Star Tribune that it's the second longest ever for this tournament, and the longest was Colorado Springs, where the altitude. So they're playing it longer here than they've played it anywhere, and they are talking about uh, the length being an issue. So, although. Uh, they also, like the men, they hit it a lot further than they did uh, last time around when they were here at Interlochen for the U.S. Open in 2008. The uh, gals are hitting it you know, 20 yards further than they did now. That, so. Is that gal number six there? Yeah, Lee Six is here, yep. That's, uh, her name is now Lee Numeral Six, right? Yes, they get, everyone started because she was the sixth Lee to come on to the, uh, wow. the LPGA Tour. And uh, to uh, 
to differentiate herself, uh, everybody started kind of jokingly referred to her as Sixth, and then she made it part of her name. So it's now Lee, but we don't get the, uh, you know, the, the V and the one. We don't get the Roman numeral. We just get the six. Yeah. And she, le- she legally did that. That's her name yes. now. Yeah, Lee Six. You yes. have to make the check fact, out to Lee Six. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, we got an edict from uh, from uh, the uh, guy in charge of coverage of this saying, just, we're getting these Korean names are being spelled all over the map. Mm-hmm. We're spelling them the way the LPGA spells them. Right. Okay? Right. Look them up if you can't spell them, you idiot. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm going right now to talk to uh, one of the uh, the Thai sisters. The uh, and uh, God help me trying to pronounce that one. Mm-hmm. Garn or just like, like that. that. You yeah. bet. Just I think like you just that. nailed it. Yeah. Hey Pat, yeah. is you mentioned? I, I think it, yes. Go, I was just gonna say you mentioned the Ryder Cup. Any chance that that guy is still passed out by that tree that we walked past? <laughs> Yeah, that was a long day, man. Long, those are long days at the Ryder Cup, and that Sunday, was, you know, that was tough because it was such a gorgeous day, and you had to get there so damn early to see the first match. And uh, that's a hard day of drinking twelve dollar beers, man. He was, was literally sleeping under the tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, it was uh, that. Uh, uh, we we don't have quite the uh, congestion out here that we had then. Uh, I haven't really, uh, well, you got to take my word for that, just sitting there looking at the putting green and the first tee and stuff like that, because I haven't, uh, I didn't get out here yesterday. I was on my way, and it started raining, and I said, ah, the heck with that. I'm not going to wait up for a rain delay. Golf and rain. I hate rain at golf tournaments. The lowly uh, Royals bounced around Odorizzi, huh? Yeah, they, they jumped him quick, and yeah, what, he gave up eight hits or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little hitting, uh, you know, I've been promising everyone that there would be a, a little funk here with the bats, that there's no way that could continue, and uh, we're in uh, week week two, of the, well into week two of that now. The they June swoon. Up. Yeah, it's a bit of a June swoon, with, uh, certainly with the bats. The uh Meanwhile, we were all in a trauma about the bullpen. The bullpen doesn't give up any runs anymore, but the uh, two straight uh, bad starts, and now they got Martin Perez uh, uh, out there, and he's had three straight bad starts. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. This team that... is not bulletproof, despite what people uh, let themselves believe. Uh, that that uh, six runs a game is not sustainable. Stuff. So that's a tweet worthy from Patrick then. To hell with the bullpen. They need to acquire a bat. Yep. <laughs> What are you going to do with Miguel? I don't know what the hell to do with him. You know, one thing I've said about these guys, I was talking to somebody yesterday, you know, for all the jokes we make about analytics and the new operation and the new short little pitching coach and, uh, you know, Rocco, everything being positive, they have shown an ability to make players better. Yes. By instruction, by whatever method it is. In many cases, there's there's numerous cases on this team where guys have gotten better. Kepler, Polanco, uh, C.J. Crone. Buxton. Buxton, yeah. And I think that was more him saying, bleep it, uh, they throw me a fastball, I'm going to hit it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, they have done. They can't do anything with Miguel. They, they cannot get Miguel to just stop yanking and uh, finishing 
you know, halfway out of the uh, right-hander batter's box and the ball away. He's out of the lineup right tonight, isn't he? Uh, he was out last night. Is he out again? Tonight? I think they're keeping him out, yeah. Oh. I think. I, don't, I haven't seen the lineup. They might have the... Uh, might have the audacity to send him down here pretty soon if he doesn't do something because they got, you know, once Marwin comes back and some of these other guys come off the DL, they're going to, uh, you know, you can't send Will and Zach Dio down. Heavens now, that he's, now that he's come back and showed you uh, showed you what he's got, he he came rolling in there Wednesday, Joe. I think I, think I said this on the radio yesterday. He came rolling in the clubhouse right, Wednesday and I was down there in the group waiting and I yelled, He's back, mm-hmm. and he raised his left hand and said, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> they could run into some rain problems tonight. I got a gang down at the College World Series, and they're getting a lot of rain in the Omaha area. Yeah. And oh, Kansas really? City isn't that far from Omaha. Yeah, yeah. You know what? All these tournaments that are played, you know, they they they're playing. They play the softball in Oklahoma City at the end of May, which is. Like one of the stormiest places in the universe, and then they go to Omaha, where it rains, and you know, it rains in May. I yep. mean, in uh, June. 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 Yeah. So, you know, they just gotta. You know, we need more domes, including on golf courses, by the way. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. It would be expensive, I suppose, to put a big Teflon. Uh, I think it would be. Roof over <laughs> yeah. thing. That might be yeah. cost prohibitive. <laughs> yes, it might. Be. Yeah. But uh, you would kind of like to see it happen. All right, lad, you uh, go the, do uh, your. Let me uh, let me congratulate the Timberwolves on drafting the one guy I said watching the Final Four. I hope they don't draft this bleeping bleeper. Yeah. And uh, they ended up with him. Uh-huh. He played terrible in the Final Four. The Texas Tech so, guy. Yeah. 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 We couldn't wait to get our hands on him. Yeah. So. He looked so bad we had to have him. <laughs> I don't like the Wilds' chances either. They're not high enough in the draft order. To get the real difference maker, they got it. They don't have it. They you need know, a difference when maker. Doubt, when in doubt, draft a commie who can score goals. Yeah, I guess so. They got one over there now. You know that's supposed to come over in a year or two who can who can score goals. If they can figure out a way to move Zucker and get and sign Anders Lee from the Islanders, that will be a great move. He's yep. a hell of a player, and he's got the uh, Minnesota wife who wants to move back home, which is always the reason you get these guys. Right? That's there. right. You got to go where the wife's happy. <laughs> That's right. I'll talk but to you I later, lad. Kid. I love that kid because instead of going to play junior hockey, he stayed and played quarterback for Edina. Right. Season. I love that. All right. See you. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pat's a customer. I'm a customer. R.F. Moeller Jeweler customers, that is. Rook's a customer. Yep. Reaver's a customer. Absolutely. It's always been the best place to buy your watches, jewelry, and diamonds. And I've always told you it's the best place to have your jewelry and watches serviced. Now I'm going to spring this on you. What? It's the best place to sell your vintage watches, jewelry, diamonds, and colored gemstones. They love the estate stuff. I've you done sell, that. they buy. I've done that. The people at Molars have been buying pre-owned diamonds, gemstones, estate, and antique jewelry, and vintage watches for more than 40 years. They are truly the expert's expert. Because their customers have an insatiable appetite for all things pre-owned, and they are always looking for diamonds, watches, and jewelry to fill that need. So give these guys and gals at Molars an opportunity to show you that they're not only the best place to buy your new watches and jewelry and wedding rings and necklaces and earrings, but the best place to sell your pre-owned watches and jewelry. R.F. Moeller Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, Gabaday Common in downtown Minneapolis or online 
at rfmolar.com. Streetride Association's Back to the 50s Weekend at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Fun for the whole family going back to the 50s. Presented by Napa Auto Parts. Join Napa, TwinCities.com, and McGuire's at the largest car show in the nation happening June 21st through the 23rd. Download a complimentary Metro Transit Pass and ride for free. Visit MSRA.com for details. All right, chumps, let's do this. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. No, no, no. Calling it. <laughs> Back to the 50 started this morning. I'm going tonight. And I've seen some cars, but not as many as I've seen in recent years. I mean driving around Cruising. town. okay, yeah. yeah. And I, I am really trying to ward off a bad vibe I'm having. What? That, that their days are numbered. Oh. Well, there's such an anti... I mean, you never... Has the mayor or anybody even put out a welcome or anything? Yeah. Okay, because Mayor Carter really seems like a back-to-the-50s guy. He canceled fireworks for crying out loud. Right. Well, but I'm a big fan and supporter of back-to-the-50s. I never want it to go away. Uh, no, look at this. Look at this. Oh, so you mean you don't mean because of some governmental interaction or, or, or ban? Look at this, Joe, right here. Can you see this video? Yeah. yeah. Look at... It's uh, from TJ... Paul a check. He yeah. says, GL Podcast, check out the traffic jam at Como and Snelling this morning. This was six hours ago. Yeah. Look at that. It's healthy. Oh, good. I no, the event itself is healthy. I just wonder if the if the cruising around has declined. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because uh, yeah, they would usually cruise up. Are and they down laying Snelling. lower, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Well, do you think weather low? is impacting that? No, they don't care. Well, and I know what your theory about its future is from prior years. That it's it's tailing off due to the twenty-five-year-old millennial lack of interest in this type of in the automobile. automobile. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, anything I've been involved with uh, is is doesn't attract young people. Cars and boats, golf. Uh, golf still does to a certain degree. Okay. But you're not going to find a twenty-five-year-old who wants to go pull a old wooden boat out of a barn and fix right. it up. <clears throat> And you're not finding any 30-year-olds who know what, you know, MGs and Triumphs are. They, they, you, I was at the, what's called a rendezvous in Eau Claire, what, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hell, I might have been on the young side of the average age. Really? Yes. Wow. I mean, we're all people who now, we can hardly get in and out of these things. But I, <clears throat> is it an interesting, because you, you were playing the movie trailer clip. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, and I that's expected to to uh, do really well in the box office. I think I think it's probably will do well because it's got Matt Damon. Uh, it'll do well because uh, you've got generation of kids who play car games on their video screens. Okay, but I I doubt that there's a, a strong uh, knowledge in the young uh, in the younger generation of uh, Ford's desire to commission a car. And, and beat Ferrari and bring in Carroll Shelby to do it and gave him 90 days to do it. And then, damn, if they didn't do it, they won. Yeah, Thanks I can't for wait. spoiling the movie. I can't wait for that right, movie. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that movie. It does look really cool. Yeah. And, but I, I, uh, 
I'm trying to think of the kids I used to have. They're they're unaware of Ford versus Ferrari. I love those back in the '60s. I love the video clip too. It was Shelby right taking the taking the pills just to go in the race car. Hell, he took his uh, <laughs> what, what do you call those pills? Nitroglycerin. He, yeah, he took nitroglycerin. I was driving the damn car. That was so cool. Yeah, jeez. Uh, so anyway, getting back to back to the fifties. Yeah. When you're on the grounds out there, I'm sure it'll remain, uh, it'll be like it's been for the past 46 years. It's going to be festive and everything. I'm just noticing an increasing absence of the cars around town. Uh, sure, they're going up to well, I mean, Porky's no, there's is no more Porkies. University Snelling Avenue. They'll you got to go get some no drive-ins. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, you got to pull up to a little shop and get a baguette. Well, and remember, it used to be they would people would line up on Snelling with their lawn chairs. Yes. Yeah, and I I do not see that. I don't cruise Snelling that often, but you know, ten years ago, yes, on Sundays. Mr. Unbelievable could put a lawn chair in his yard and watch them all going home. Mm. But I but I wonder this, because I drive rural areas a lot during the summertime. I see signs for car shows and whatnot all over the place yeah, in the summertime. It, it, it is. It's still it's you know what, my vibe is probably wrong and I hope it is. I'm just I'm just I'm worried. I I'm wonder, worried. I wonder if it's because a lot of people who used to live in that area, the Como Avenue, St. Paul, they don't live there anymore. They're out towards me. They're, they've moved out of the well, city. Well, somebody lives there. But but that, it's not the same person that would have been interested in vehicles or, or classic cars. Well, just a, a small ray of hope. Uh, a, a classmate of mine, Doug Evans, um, they just had a show at the Washington County Fairgrounds where they had over 1,000 registered vehicles. Cool. But he's got a 60, he's going to the back to the 50s, a 63 Impala SS. Mm-hmm. And he has nice restored. Car. He's fifty, like me. So at least uh, it, it's tailing off, and 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 there are some. And does he have kids interested in that? Help? I don't know. I haven't okay. talked to him, so he'll probably. He's a listener to the podcast, so he'll probably send me a message. You know what I'm going to do? Good luck, Doug. Seriously, weather pending. Yeah. Take the e-bike up there. Oh, what a to great the fairgrounds! Idea. Yeah, sure. Uh, take a back roads route, which I know go through Como Park. Uh, I'm talking about the. Bintelli e-bike yeah. I got from EcoFun Motorsports right downtown Forest Lake. Are you going to be able fight. to get it back from your... Right, uh, the yeah, you're no, it's still in my garage. Okay. It's just if she ever comes over, she always hops on it and takes it for a spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about the Bintelli e-bikes. That's one of the specialties at EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, check out if they still have the new 2018 Yamaha Star Venture Transcontinental Edition motorcycle, too. That's the bike you want to take to California. They've got that cost of that bike down to $21,999. Uh, but at EcoFun, you're also going to find scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, and those wonderful assortments of electric assist bicycles. They're uh, at full line of Yamaha products, too. Don't worry, about, don't worry about cylinders. They got it. All right. But you, I got five levels of assist on my bike, and depending on what assist level I choose, I'm either doing more pedaling or less pedaling, and I also have a thumb throttle. If I don't want to pedal and just hit the throttle and go 20 miles an hour or it's 15 seamless. miles an hour. Seamless. It's really, really good. Uh, and no other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFun. And at EcoFun, you're not going to pay the crazy prices they charge for e-bikes that exclusively sell bicycles. EcoFunMotorsports.com. You, you failed to mention their service. If I have a full Yamaha Zuma and pick I need it to tune it, they'll pick it up yeah. for me, fix it, and then bring it back. Uh, Tim says he's in town every day, picking up and dropping off scooters and yeah. mopeds and whatever, nice. and electric bikes and 
yeah, they're, they're a full service operation. Say, uh, Tommy writes today, uh, meaning yesterday, the email came in yesterday. Members of the Fresno City Council voted to go ahead with a program called Advance Peace. The controversial project essentially pays gang members not to break the law. After a heated debate on Thursday that touched on criminal justice philosophies and laws, the Fresno City Council, on a split vote, moved closer to funding the Advanced Peace Program geared toward reducing gun violence. Gents, what does it say about society that we must now pay people to adhere to the social contract? Oh my! It God. says that there's a design or is a decline in moral and ethical integrity. Here is from the Fresno Bee. Funding the program became controversial in the days leading up to the vote as council members Miguel Arias and Gary Bredefeld debated the issue on KMJ and even Representative Devin Nunes weighed in on Twitter. Thursday's vote directs the mayor's administration to meet with community leaders and in 90 days return to the council with a proposal to roll out advance peace or another option to address gun violence that will be partially funded with $200,000 from city coffers. That's not city coffers. Partially funded from with $200,000 from taxpayers. <laughs> Bredefeld and Council President Paul Capriaglio voted against the move. Arias, Luis Chavez, and Nelson Esparza voted in favor. Council member Esmeralda Soria was absent. Advance peace a fellowship and mentorship program for gang members deemed most likely to commit gun crimes is being pushed by Faith in the Valley, Fresno, and other community advocacy groups. Local critics oppose the program because after completing certain criteria and sticking with the program for six months, the participants receive money. What in the hell is this? The participants receive money. Police Chief Jerry Dyer said he supports the concept but thinks it should be funded entirely through private money. I'm philosophically opposed to providing money to gang members, he said. Uh, they claim a lot of the money will come from private, but no, not the 200 grand from the taxpayers. Other cities in California, such as Sacramento, Stockton, and Richmond, are trying out the program with mixed results. It drew opposition in Sacramento, too, where the sheriff objected to it. Nunes, in his tweet, said the idea of paying criminals to be nice is another reason why California is going off the rails. <sighs> You're going to pay gang members not to shoot each other. What about after they get their money? Can they go back to being gang then members you can, and then, then you shoot, can shoot It's okay yeah, there? Yeah, you can shoot. You're outside of the circle of friendship. Well, why, yeah. once, you're, once you get paid, then you can start shooting again. How does that Isn't make any a, sense? It doesn't make any sense. Have we all gone mad? Yeah. Well, I, no, but many, many, the, many politicians have. Uh, it, it, there's wow. not a, there's not a GLer alive who would see the merit in creating a, a publicly financed. Yes. Oh, yes. No, yes. Play that. Come on. Oh, oh. how much are you getting away with? That's pretty good. We were talking over it. We're all right. Yeah. Uh, there's wow. not a GLer. You're, you're kidding me. There's not a GLer alive who would see the merit in using a public finance to pay kids not to shoot each other. But but go deep into that line of thinking. Mm -hmm. Who's the guy that ra or gal that raised the hand? Hey, I got an idea. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. I'm sure this is done somewhere. You would find the euphemism "social justice," which is a euphemism. It means nothing. It means. It means dismantling traditional concepts of personal freedom and responsibility. 
it means the redistribution of wealth. Uh, that, isn't that an example of the redistribution yes, of wealth? absolutely it is. Hey, you're a successful hardware store owner, and you pay a lot of taxes. We're going to take some of it and give it to these gang members not to shoot each other. Yep. Well, no, you're not. No. No, you're not taking my I've money. I've never heard in my life. Wait till Jacob Fry hears this. No, I, yes. We can do that? Yes. <laughs> Wait till well, Melvin Carter gets a load of this. They will we can do that? enact that the day they hear it. Oh, God almighty. It's just a... Uh, Way to go. Way to go, people. You know what? I'm going to come back with something very positive. Really? Yeah. On Friday? Happening right here in Minnesota. Don't miss MSRA's Back to the 50s weekend at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, June 21st through the 23rd. Shop the Twin Cities Classic Car Auction on Saturday to find your dream machine. Discount tickets at Napa Auto Parts. CMSRA.com for details. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. And the man is Joe Suchere. Hell no. Huh? Huh? Yeah. How did all these people get in my room? Oh, very good. Very close. Very close. Mr. Mayor, before I forget... Don't drink with sadness. Exalted members of the royal order of the 21sters. <laughs> Just remember, we're heading off into a long and glorious autumn on this, the last day of summer. Normal people think it's the beginning. <laughs> what? Uh, Matt Tobalski uh-huh. reached out to all of us on Twitter. He needs a ruling. Oh. Yep. Uh, I believe this is his first child. Get your gavel. It's right here. All right. Yep. Uh, they have a son. And by the way, here's the best part Just of this. Just a minute. I've got to find the foghorn, too. In the tweet, he's wearing, in the hospital bed, Yep. he's got his GL t-shirt. What a baby. kiss up. He's trying to no. lead the witness. Oh, the dad is, oh, yeah. Matt. Yeah. He's, he's trying to lead the witness. I, I'm, not, I'm not that easily influenced. <laughs> let's, let's, hear what he, let's hear what he's got. All right. On June 14th, mm-hmm. we welcomed James Edward to the GL family. Approved. Yes. Here, 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 yes. here, 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 Harumph. Be well. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. He's wearing the GL shirt in yeah, the delivery you suck room. up. That is fantastic. You know, I was reading something today, and I'm going to ask you a question. Hmm. Uh, I was reading this on the uh, NPR news site. There's a student fishing league that's catching on in Minnesota. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Team fishing. It started with a casual conversation at a winter meeting of Minnesota school supers, and by its inaugural season last summer, the newly formed Hardo Lakes Fishing League had 14 schools and 280 kids signed up to fish competitively. Wow. Mm-hmm. This year, they've grown to 22 schools and over 450 kids, said Hawley School Super Phil Jensen, one of the league's founders. The league kicked off its second season last week on five lakes across northern Minnesota. On Big Cormorant Lake in Becker County, a steady stream of 40 boats slipped from trailers into the lake. Students clutching fishing poles hopped aboard. 
Our goal, Jensen said, is to get kids fishing. We've got a small competitive piece to it, but it's more about getting kids out, introducing them to the sport, and hopefully we get some of these kids away from screen time and get them out here doing something that they can do for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, uh, the league is too big for a single lake. Its opening event this year drew more than 200 boats with teams of two students and an adult boat operator who spread across the five lakes. Uh, this is fantastic, I think. This is a super rail. All right. It's what, it should be reminding you of something. Uh, uh, just a minute. I'll have a little more here. Okay. Uh, they, they measure, you know, the fish and you get points per size. You're going to get, I wonder if the letter, your letter, your letter for your letter jacket would be a fish. You know what it is? I know what it is. We should have a snow shoveling team in our high school. You're right. <laughs> Let me let me tell easy. you something. It's too easy. Let me tell you something. God. If you can have a fishing league, oh, I do it. And that obviously would be limited to these kids living in Lake Country, right? It's like just, the you know, shovel team would be limited to the northern part of the country. No, the shovel. See, I've always had the idea. Here we go. Uh, that the shovel that the St. Paul Public Schools yep. should have competitions. Between the schools to see who most effectively clears the sidewalks. Since shoveling is in the news and you could be cited for not shoveling. You'd have, and you'd have different categories. You'd have scrapers, choppers, sweepers, yep. lifters. You know, you get a letter. Sure. I'm not, I am dead serious about this. And then uh, you'd, you'd have a panel of experts. I, I'll volunteer to be on the panel. Okay. Yeah. That would go around. You're judging. For yep. judging. Uniformed out. You have, the, you have the official jacket, the clipboard. Well, maybe the different positions would have different uh, uniforms. You know, sweepers might wear something, and then the the lifters, the scrapers, the choppers. But I see you. With you your, have tryouts. I see you with your clipboard yeah. and your hands clasped like behind you. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Over there in the corner. Yes. I got news for you, Bozo. Yeah. If you can have twenty-two schools now and more schools soon to join a competitive fishing league. Why can't you have a competitive shoveling league in Minneapolis and St. Paul? I think it's a fantastic I, idea. As much as we mock you, yeah. I think it would be a neat idea to have that competition. And, and, and it, you know, every kid's looking for a way to find a niche. Every kid is yep. looking for a way to feel important right. or useful. What's and, my and, thing? Yeah. And, and look at all the kids you could. How's Jimmy doing in, in school? He's one hell of a shoveler. You know, he's he got, a scraper. Oh, he got he got promoted. He's a lifter now. He's a lifter he's now. A lifter. Yeah, I but, remember he was just a little scraper. I know. He's well. He started as a sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> but he, then he went to scraping. Tell him I said hi. I will. And he got so good at scraping, he's now a lifter. That is beautiful. Congratulations. You must be very proud. Yeah, he's a great pilot. I'm going to need another drink here. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's St. Paul too. They should have a trash removal. Why not? Well, right. Here we don't, go. don't don't confuse <laughs> things. Come on out. Get the Let's not confuse things. Okay. We're having a competitive. I want a competitive snow shoveling. There we go. Right. Uh, this is fantastic. It's the Heart of Lakes League. Oh, of course, we got to apply for state funding. Why not? Oh, what the hell? Uh, the state legislature this year approved two hundred grand in grants for nonprofit organization operating high school fishing leagues as a way to encourage involvement in the sport at a young age. And all I'm seeing is, uh, what well, my eyes lit up when I saw this because I thought shoveling league. Oh hell yeah, shoveling league! Bing, bang, boom! I think it could work. Okay, summer is here for you, normal people. Yep. This is June twenty first, longest day of the year. Actually, it'll plateau at this for a couple of days. That means extra grilling time, 
Oh. That means more time to get out to Grunhofer's in Hugo, the north end of Hugo, immediately on Highway 61. Uh, buffalo and elk patties, flat iron skirt and hanger steak, beef short ribs rook, mm. sliced jerky meat to make your own jerky, chicken brats. Uh, I'm telling you something. This but, is the meat capital of the world. But they also have their own rub. So ask them about their own custom rub for probably steak, chicken. Oh, my God. Rookie I burger. Tried it yet. Yes. Ribeye burger Let's made with go. all ribeye. Are you kidding me? Uh, but the, the staple, of course, is 130 pork brat flavors. You grill these, have your own brackets, your own competitions. Hell, there might be a high school grilling league Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. And uh, again, you grill these. You have any questions? Everybody at Grunhofer's is an expert. They'll tell you. Spencer's a professional meat cutter. Mm-hmm. I said, Spencer, are you a butcher? He says, I'm a meat cutter. I'm a meat cutter. I'm a meat cutter. And uh, GLers are now meeting people out there. They're meeting each other. Well, they're driving the in from Kalamazoo. Guy drove in from, here, I'll give you his, do I still have his name? Guy sure. drove in from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, Peter Rauch, Cal- Kalamazoo, Michigan. He drove to Grunhofer's. Spencer said he came in, introduced himself, mentioned the podcast, bought his meat, then headed straight back to Michigan. Wow. Uh-huh. Here, here. Uh-huh. Here, here. Uh-huh. That's uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats.com. You'll know where it is, right at the north side of uh, the north end of uh, Hugo, right on uh, Highway 61. They got the GL uh, electric sign out front. Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, the you digital you'll, you'll, Prominently. You won't be able to miss it. That's no. right. Uh, all right, it's uh, back to the 50s. Yep, I'm going tonight. Yep. And, well, weather uh, permitting, I guess. Uh, what else is going on? Town Ball Classic tomorrow Town at Ball Target Classic Field. Town Ball Classic at Target Field from when to when? Uh, we kick things off. The first game will start at 10, doors open at 9. Uh, we always have a ton of walk-up sales, so if you haven't got your ticket yet, that's fine. Buy it tomorrow. Weather's supposed to hold off. I, I actually talked to Dave this morning. We're going to be clear from about 8 in the morning till probably 4 or 5 in the afternoon, so we're good to go. Uh, the DennisKirk.com Patriot Ride, Anoka yep. County Airport. Let me double check that. Yeah, it is it's Saturday. Anoka County Airport. While Saturday. you're looking, two people to look for at the uh, back of the 50s. Anoka my buddy, County Airport. Doug Evans with his 1963 Impala SS and Painter's probably out there. What is Painter? Ford have? Galaxy. Ford. The Galaxy Group is probably sitting way in the back by the midway. Well, they're no dummies. Right. They know right. where to go. Well, they know where to go. <laughs> tell Doug and uh, tell Painter we said hi. I'm going to try to find him tonight. Uh, all right, v- uh, GLers, uh, have a great, uh, great solstice. Yeah, happy 21st or unnormal and person. Happy 21st yeah. to all my fellow brothers and sisters in the exalted royal order of the 21sters. Chumps, let's do this. You all are right. in total I'm party not, mode. I, you know, I'm a big talker. I know. I, I waited a long time to have one yesterday. <laughs> uh, you don't have to wait any any time at all if you go to garagelogic.com because it's all on-demand listening. You can find the podcast, whatever number it is. What was today? 181. And that's official. But you can find all the others and including some of the best stuffs at garagelogic.com. Thank you to Alyssa Aldrin who came in. Oh, she was fantastic. You can read all about it in we, uh, when we recap garagelogic.com today's podcast. Garage Logic podcast version. We'll catch you next time. Brah. <laughs>